Hello, I'm John Waters, and I'm supposed to announce there is no smoking in this theater, which I think is one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard of in my life. How can anyone sit through a length of a film, especially a European film, and not have a cigarette? But don't you wish you had one right now? Mm, 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 mm. And I'm telling you, smoke anyway. It gives ushers jobs. And if people didn't smoke, there would be no employment for the youth of today. So once again, no smoking in this theater. I learned that seventy uh, percent of Austin's drinking water comes from the uh, Come. the river. That kind of uh, <laughs> we'll get into it. Uh, what's the river that flows we... through Austin down into the Gulf of Mexico? Austin River. It's not the Austin River. Okay, there's a lot of corrections coming from over here. Dallas and all of Dallas's wastewater is treated and it's like it into yeah. that river. And so, like seventy percent of Houston's drinking water, which comes from that same river is reprocessed wastewater from Dallas. So, like, all of the wastewater from Dallas flows into Houston and is the tap drinking water of Houston. So that's why the craft beer shit? tastes so uh, peculiar. I mean, it's, yeah. That's why it, it, it's great to live in Minneapolis, right? Because this is where the Mississippi River starts. <laughs> so at least we know. <laughs> the entire nation is drinking. Hey, buddy, shit. I, buddy, I used to grow up in St. Cloud. Uh, you are not free oh, of shit, that shit. Right. Yeah, I've been pissing on that river for a long <laughs> fucking time, asshole. <laughs> Um, they don't even have toilets in St. Cloud. You just go out to the Mississippi River. <laughs> there's this great... I can't remember if it's in the movie, but in the book It, there's this uh, there's this, this plot point where all the kids are playing in, like, the creek. They, like, go out to the creek and play in it. And, like, just later on in the book, one of the adults is just like, yeah, that's, like, just, like, sewer runoff. Like, 100% of that is all just, like, sewer runoff from the town. Like, this, this memory of you playing in your childhood is just... Tainted just by shit and piss and cum and, yeah, it's toilet paper and... We've already said that word probably too many times for any episode. (laughs) It hasn't even gotten started yet. Wait, we're not going to cut this out? Well... I didn't see you were recording. Do we want to, like, have some other friendly chatter to sort of, like, buffer that? Thank you for listening to Trilove, a literal roundtable podcast about movies we saw at the Trilon Cinema in Minneapolis, Minnesota. I'm Jason. I'm Cody. I'm Harry. I'm Aaron. Unfortunately, thank who you for being the who one to say. Who would you rather it? be? Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, give me one sec. Uh, uh, yeah, Benedict, a few brothers. Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. You would uh, rather yeah, be fair, Benedict yeah, Cumberbatch. That's fair. I mean, he makes bank. Makes bank. Yeah. People find him attractive, even though he's not. His face, his angles are eldritch. He's like, like he's, he's like, like, against British he's, he's like you took. <laughs> <It's> not, <laughs> he, he's like, he does look like a resident of Innsmouth, doesn't he? His face doesn't make any fucking sense. He's like anti Rami Malik, who's like all polygonal conventional corners. Wow, Benedict Cumberbatch is the anti Rami Malik. Makes We're you think, huh? What is the first I, I'm a little video game that he's going to be in? Joke did not it was end. good. I okay, it was good. I Cumberbatch. Has Benedict Cumberbatch been in a video game? Yeah, The what? Hobbit. Uh, he was in the Lego <laughs> Hobbit. He was, he was <laughs> yeah, he actually probably yeah, video, was in one of those. That's not a video game. Yeah, yeah. Is, was that a I'm sure. the Lego Hobbit? I'm sure was a video. Game. Was he in the Lego Hobbit? Are you asking? Fucking Google it. You got a computer right there. Wait, was Benedict Cumberbatch's likeness in a video game? Because I must play this game. Well, there was not only. Smaug. He was also what the voice of like a ring wraith or something. What? Was he really? Yeah. Oh, no, really? 
Oh, I, he has been. Which one? <laughs> Lego fucking, face. fucking Lego, the Hobbit. Suck my fucking guy, dick, dude. Quest what for stuff. What? Lego, the Hobbit, Sherlock, the Network, and the Nightjar, which I didn't know was a real thing. I thought that was just a Sekiro enemy. He move. hold on in the year in the year 2015 Benedict Cumberbatch <laughs> plays himself and vo- voices himself in a Family Guy video game. Family Guy like microtransaction app typing game. I think actually I think actually that maybe Kindle, Matt OS, Stolpe Android, read, Windows, played that phone, game for yeah, Game Informer. Who did? Matt Stolpe, I think he was writing oh, about really? I forget what he was writing about. Oh, it was some really feature that he pitched. Shit it was know. it was his idea. Oh really? But it was like a critical piece. I forget if he I ever feel like actually there's, got there's probably actually a lot to write about that stuff. To be honest, about, I, yeah, about that I've world. always thought I'm not the the video game writer in this room or one of the two of them in this room. But I've always thought it'd be interesting. Very, to, very generous to call yeah, me no a video. Game. Or are you, you talking about, about Cody? Yeah, yeah, that's wow. Aaron, both that's like really cool of you to shout me out. And yeah. have been impl- shut up, Cody. I always th- I I think it would be very interesting to write about modern advertising for mobile games because sure. it is turned. It used to be literally it's all just horny Kate Upton. No, it's not. It's not that anymore. Uh, it it was that, but it's even more based now. There are now advertisements that literally just show someone leveling up their character over and over. Over and over and over again. Have you seen and that then, one that's like level one uh, classmate, level yeah. ten girlfriend, level twenty wife, or something? It's a Holy really good one. Shit. Like that is a, that is a horny version, but there are non horny. There's there literally are, advertisements. Horny where there's a really good, um, okay. a really good Twitter follow. I can't remember her name, but uh, she does this this really funny parody. Um, like meme of those advertisements where it's just a guy and he's like shouting and he's very scantily clad and it says we are fucking under attack <laughs> like it's like an enter ear like, it's a, it's really, like the, the specific phrase we are fucking under attack is like exactly what I think of whenever I look at this uh, but yeah it would be interesting to write about those I, it's kind of like uh, <clears throat> Julia Alexander the the writer for I think it's Virgin, formerly Polygon how like she made her, her whole niche like writing about YouTube stars and mm-hmm. stuff, sure. it's like that's extremely important writing that I'm sure her perspective on is critical that like I just am so grossed out by that I yeah. would never want to it's like what a <laughs> shit detail but also what an important it's like detail. a book of Eli so, like, situation like somebody has to preserve yeah, this like, knowledge good for you like it's great like that's an extremely important thing to write about I'm sure but also like I would kill myself <laughs> if I had to like like think about like Ninja does something and your job is to write about it like, your job oh, is to think God. about it long enough to put like, it into oh, words oh Ninja said another slur gotta yeah, write an like, article now another yeah like again amazing like that's a very important niche i'm sure but just man like to to your point aaron like i'm sure that there has been stuff written about the marketing for like ios and app based games uh but like i guess i haven't kept up the 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 the, the predominant themes in mobile game marketing that i noticed was horny scantily clad white women and Exaggerated cartoon characters. It's it's we it's not. I'm, I'm telling you, they they've moved away from the horniness a little bit because it is it is representative of the same thing. Where it is not about the horniness, it is about the basic just like animalistic desire. Aaron where now they not do about the horniness girls They a lot of the ads. I'm serious. Will just show like a character on like character select screen being leveled up and like just getting more and more armor, and it's just like that's the entire advertisement. At the end, he just looks like a big. Well, because that's like playing into your desire. Just like the Skinner box. Being horny is not a kid thing. Being horny is not a your five year old grabs your phone and plays something. Being horny is a kid thing, my dude. We just we just talked about Akira. (laughs) Being obsessed with leveling up and with accruing data and points is is like a universal thing. Like I saw a seventy one a seventy one year old man playing Pokemon Go the other day. 
It turns out the real hidden was the movie we were supposed to be talking about along the way. We all want the numbers to increase. I'm going to. I, I, I haven't actually started. <laughs> Thank you for getting into you know, there's actually a lot of tie-in from mobile game advertising and the things that the alien is interested in in the hidden. Hey, so I should Think actually start the episode then because I'm actually cutting what we just were yeah, talking we're about. Really? You're listening to Trilove, a, bit, a literal roundtable podcast about movies we saw at the Trilon Micro Cinema. Trilon Cinema. Not cutting that one. Micro-cinema. Formerly micro cinema. I've said that like sixteen times on fourteen episodes. Are you saying this is literally a round table? Podcast? Literally a round table. We gotta get a new fucking table. I'm so tired of hearing you. That. You gotta you gotta come up with a better fucking cat. It's gonna get phrase. even worse. It's like I a am, little hexagonal discussion. I am Jason. I'm Cody. I'm Harry. I'm Aaron, unfortunately. Don't fucking I as long again. as you're the one to say Love it. Like, that's yeah. really big of you. Today we're going to be talking about The Hidden, uh, the Jack Shoulder movie from 1987, uh, produced... <laughs> I don't need to say who produced this movie. <laughs> who the fuck cares? Uh, <laughs> Cinematography it's, by it's Jacques It's basically Aitken. a Kyle MacLachlan uh, vehicle in one of his... I'm assuming one of his few first roles, because he looks pretty I, baby. I believe it's his sophomore film. Was it? Uh, or, Next to what? Blue Velvet? Uh, Blue Velvet came out a year before this. Yeah. There we go. And Twin Peaks came out three years later. I assumed this was after Twin Peaks. Nope. I just kind oh. of, in Twin my Peaks brain... Really? So this, that was I just assumed after. someone had watched Twin Peaks and like, yeah, just get fucking Kyle MacLachlan. Yeah, no, FBI, yeah, yeah. kind of weird guy. director Bob Hunt. Nope, that's not the director. That's <laughs> Jack director. Shoulder. Jack Shoulder. Uh, <laughs> it gave, sounds like a Battletoads ending. Gave Kyle MacLachlan his most believable role yet as, spoilers, an alien who can barely pass for human. <laughs> that is one of the best parts of this movie is the fact that Kyle MacLachlan is it's not acting. genius level casting, honestly. Um, it's pretty good, yeah. Uh, so has anybody put together a summary? Or, I mean, I yeah, can't no, remember, I, I can I remember what happens in this movie. I got enough. <clears throat> okay. Aaron's got this. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, clear the floor. <clears throat> yeah, so ni- 19... Great expectations. I just feel like there's pressure. Like I have one bead of sweat just like running down and I'm like you have a lot of beads just of sweat, but you're in a tank top. Hey, thanks. Mm-hmm. It's it's summer now, babe. It's very What's warm up? in here. It is very, I apologize it. for how warm this is. I was wearing a sweatshirt, is. and I was like, no, I don't need that anymore. It's 70 degrees outside. What happens in The Hidden, 1987? Yeah, so, uh, yeah, The Hidden, 1987, directed by Jack Shoulder. Uh, quick note, this movie came out in 1987. A direct-to-video sequel came out six years oh, later shit. in 1993. What's the sequel The Hidden called? 2. It is very <sighs> funny because I read that um, the uh, at the end of this movie, spoiler alert, at the end of The Hidden, um, Kai McLaughlin's character transfers his consciousness to another character. Yeah, and this other character is in the next movie as a different actor, but with Kyle MacLachlan's character's psyche. So okay. it is like the same character played by a different actor who is actually inhabited by another character who is played by another actor. I'd love I would, that. I would actually. love to. That watch does sound this. like it's a direct-to-video sequel. It's apparently yeah. pretty terrible, but go ahead. Um, anyway, so the movie uh, follows two main characters. Yeah, Kyle MacLachlan and Michael Nori playing uh, Agent Lloyd Gallagher and Detective Thomas Beck. Uh, Kind of, I guess that you know they are. It's kind of like a buddy cop film, I guess, a little bit. That's um, totally what it's going for. Detective Thomas Beck. He's kind of a family man. He's a head detective at a Los Angeles uh, police department. Um, he is working with kind of uh, an FBI agent who shows up, um, Lloyd Gallagher, and they are tracking down um, what Lloyd Gallagher knows is a alien life form who kind of transform transforms itself into other people by entering their bodies orally. So it goes from one host to the next, and it has been causing uh, massive killing sprees all around the city, killing... And all around the galaxy. Dozens of people. And around... Yeah, and around the galaxy. But uh, it's it's kind of contained to Los Angeles. Um, this time. 
this time. For but now. In the direct-to-video sequel. That's what I love, <laughs> not to even derail the um, summary of this film, but, like, that that is the vibe of this film in general. Like, it's very episodic. Like, we start, it is, like, a, a car chase sequence, and we just, like, stay on that chase very much until, like, the end of the film. Yeah. And, like, along the way, like, we gain context for what happens before and we get an idea of what happens after. Like, we cut to credits. Yeah. But it's a very, like, this is just, like, a snippet of what this chase... There are, like, very few um, cuts in chronology, right? Like, it yeah. follows, like, I think it's, like, two days. Right. Uh, if that, like, yeah. pretty closely to exactly. Like, which is cool. It is. It's it's a fun way to play with time. Uh, that intro sequence featuring the car chase is played by, uh, or the, rather, the, the man who robs a bank... And then gets away in a Ferrari. He's played by Chris Mulkey in a really fun Chris short Mulkey's a good bit. Dude, like a good character actor. He right? is. He does a really good. He's I got a he's good. In, he's in an episode of X Files too. And this is whole he? this whole uh, movie has like a distinct X Files feel to it. Yeah. Uh, in a way that I like a whole bunch. It's like X Files, like crossed with GTA, like Grand yeah, Theft Auto. Basically. It's basically uh, that. Crossed with the, Twin Peaks. That, that first action sequence is, in my opinion, far and away the best sequence. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, oh, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is really cool. Do we want? Um, do you want to describe it? Um, do you want to describe it? Or uh, you want so, to else? Go ahead. so it's it it starts off very quickly before the car chase. Uh, it starts off with a uh, like direct video feed of a camera at a bank, and just people walking around doing banking. All of a sudden, guy just whips <laughs> out a walking around doing you know, just, just bank things. Just bank things. <laughs> hashtag, uh, hashtag just bank things. Chris Mulkey's character pulls out a shotgun and just starts shooting the shit out of people inside this bank, um, and then. Uh, takes some money, escapes into a really cool-looking fast car, and essentially just runs away from the police. Um, and it's like a maybe a five- to ten-minute scene. It kind of goes on for a while. I mean, he's just, like, plowing through people, uh, driving through police roadblocks. Um, cool detail is he's playing a... Uh, the, the alien life form is, like, very obsessed with, like, really... Uh, Kind of like very eighties like pop culture pop things. Pop culture cool specifically. It, it loves like Ferraris, fast like hot red cars. Uh, it loves uh, hot women, women, money, uh, and then also it loves like hard rock, like Fucking punk hair rock metal. Music. Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's, that's that's legitimately maybe my favorite part of the movie. It's great. Yeah? the fact that like the alien has like this this uh, warped obsession with human pop culture and that defines so much of what he wants and what he's doing and the way that manifests is is like like i'm gonna be the the ultimate cool rebel without a cause and like he does that by just going on like a fucking murder spree literally it's like, huh, yeah like i guess like uh, good point alien. we need we need to bring up that more later because if it's something that you actually like about this movie i feel like that's like a precious gemstone in a sea of just oh, like scrap. oh no no yeah, I, I actually, I think I probably like the movie the most of anybody yep. here. Then probably. continue um, telling us what happens in it. Uh, yeah, so uh, really quick shout out. The song playing when he's driving in the car is On Your Feet by Shock Paris. Uh, S-H-O-K Paris. Uh, it is a, uh, like a very good Iron Maiden ripoff. And I was just like, <laughs> fuck yeah, dude. It's like playing some like Run to the Hills shit while he's just like running away from oh, the man, police. I wish it was Run to the Hills. <laughs> <laughs> it costs money to yeah. license, yeah. Uh, that, the, the opening scene does a really, really good job of establishing the tone of the entire movie mm-hmm. where like everything is so exaggerated like they they keep cutting to people uh in the cops interviewing chris malky's neighbors and they're talking about like what a mild-mannered chill guy he is and then like cut to chris malky playing that music and like 
like fucking running, literally running down uh, wheelchair bound pedestrians in the park. In his yeah, big park. he fucking plows through a guy. There's a guy in a wheelchair who's being like pushed around by like an assistant, and the assistant just runs and just the, he bails. just fucking drives again, like GTA style. It is like this alien going on this rampage. You can almost see the stars up in the yeah, in the upper yeah, yeah. Uh, and the alien also one thing I really like the alien is having like a fucking good time. Like the That's alien is like about. nodding his head. Listening to this music, he just Smart. robbed a bank. Yeah. He knows he's not gonna, or knows it's Who's not gonna die. Um, and it's just, it's just like having a good time, just like plowing through people. And, and like, meanwhile, we we cut to the the cops who have set up the the world's worst sort of like checkpoint blockade, and like they're doing all of the most stereotypical cop things. Where like they're all suspender clad, like big bulging muscles coming out of their dress shirts. There is a montage of everybody just fucking cocking their guns, <laughs> right? Like everyone's just, just like, <laughs> like action loading their guns, and like one of them's like. How long till he shows up? And the other guy's like, in the exact same voice and intonation, well, I wouldn't go for cuff. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the movie's like full of like I loved that. crazy machismo lines that are like, again, sort of reflective of what the alien's all about. Um, there's like a whole sort of, sorry, I'm getting galaxy braining again. Do it. But like, there's like, it, it definitely like, the alien is like a mirror of the cultural values of the society, yeah. right? And like even Kyle MacLachlan's character is kind of like that, where like right. he still he steals cars and like he doesn't play by the rules and like right. And it's that's played an evidence throughout the rest of the movie, like various vignettes. Sometimes they're completely uh, incidental; they're not really like uh, formulate or uh, uh, formative to the plot, but they're there. Uh, the end of this car chase uh, it culminates with a bullet-ridden Chris. Chris Mulkey just hobbling out of his car and he just gives this like tiny little smirk and just the littlest gasp of air to begin like a maniacal cough and then it just cuts smash cut to just bullets just flying Tommy guns and shotguns and pistols just destroying him and then a gigantic explosion from which somehow his body actually survives it's like a great ragdoll just as his body like flying away (laughs) it's great I and from there, we see the uh, the alien escaping his body at the later in the hospital. hospital. He body swaps uh, to a different um, infirm individual, and like yeah, it takes so long for that body swap to happen. I kept wondering how the alien did it so fast later in the movie because yeah. like they show the alien get up in Chris Mulkey's body and like vomit himself into the other guy. It's extremely graphic. It's, it's a it's, very yeah, Cronenberg. I loved it so much. It, it is. Really yeah. funny. It takes like five minutes. Later in the movie, we're supposed to believe that he did it in like literally five seconds. Like literally there will be times when the characters like look away and while they're looking away, the alien performs a body swap. <laughs> it is the same. It's the same type of issue that uh, like zombie works have like films and TV shows where it's like when the, when the piece wants to draw it out, yeah. like for like for show me reasons or for like you know weird special effects flexes or like for emotional reasons it will draw it out otherwise it's just like, it's like we're gonna yeah. cut away sometimes and like, turning into a zombie takes 72 hours sometimes it takes literally 30 seconds yeah you yes. turn around and yeah. like oh Joan no <laughs> the, the, the Netflix show Kingdom has anybody watched that? no, no I, think I want told to me about it. Yeah. I would like to uh, yeah it's it's, a, it's like I forget what dynasty but feudal uh, Korean a piece of a zombie piece and the way that they skirt around that is that um if somebody gets bitten they basically their their zombified self has to like hide in the shade and just sleep until, until nighttime falls so you can like move the bodies around and manipulate them and like pose them and burn them just as long as it's daytime pose them? well like they 
put them in piles sometimes, or like they want to ritually oh, bury them. That's not the only way to really get rid of them. No, they <laughs> put them up as mannequins. <laughs> is it hey. a, is it a problem that it kind of defies? Lo- I I kind of like that it defied logic in the start of this silly, movie. movie. Yeah. So like I was fine with it. I, I I don't know. I think it's a little bit clever that the movie kind of takes the time to really gross you out at the beginning, and then at the end, oh, it's yeah. purely it's purely to make the movie more thrilling and fast-paced. Mm-hmm. I did like the transformation scene, the very first one, is, uh, I mean, great, great practical effects. The the hosts, the first host that 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 is the alien is coming out of into the other body, its jaw, like, detaches, like, like, like snake. six inches. It's like, and it's like, it's like it's vomiting out like a, like a bowling pin or something. Um, it's so gross and like so veiny and like mm-hmm. starts well, decoloring like, and also, tendrils on this. They thing. do yeah. the way more than necessary monster movie thing that I really love, where like the guy that he body swaps into is like this really good looking, not really good looking, but like great character actor. Mm-hmm. Where, like he's he's like got this big bulbous face that's like really veiny and really eye bulgy, poppy and clean shaven. And like I think I said to you in the theater, like they always get a guy like this because it's really easy to make cast models of their head so that when their head like explodes later or something. It looks really good, uh, and That's like true. of course that actually does happen. I believe where like the dude like his body like explodes or like uh, is on fire or something later. I think he, they capitalize. Well, on. yeah, he he looks pretty sickly. Uh, we're jumping around in the pot a little bit. Yeah, but, we um, should probably get from, back to yeah. from 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 that scene where he swaps bodies. The new body escapes. Um, yeah, that body is played by uh, William, William Boyett as uh, Jonathan P. Miller, uh, yeah. whom I noted in my letterbox review. Like you said, is very good character acting, and Great. like he he was like sixties. No, he was middle aged right. by the time that this movie really, like, and he doesn't look particularly yeah. like athletic or lean. And he does some pretty demanding physical acting in this movie. Uh, throughout, he looks like he's like on a bender. He just looks real sickly and pale yeah. and sweaty. Well, because the alien seems to have limited time yeah. in each body because his inhabiting them kills them slowly. Yeah. Uh, and, or, like, these bodies start, uh, well, at least at least this body started pretty infirm, apparently, and the, like, and I on the verge he of heart failure. And person by inhabiting It them. does. It yeah. says that specifically, yeah. yeah. Uh, Which the, makes a moment with a dog later on pretty sad. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but the the alien is swapping bodies, uh, try, just staying one step ahead of the police, staying one step ahead of uh, Detective Gallagher. Yeah, Detective Gallagher poses as an FBI agent and comes to L.A., uh, but it's later revealed that he is an alien, I believe, of the same species. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it was a different kind of, Ooh, it's a different I, kind of species. I also thought it was different. Yeah, because yeah. At, near the end, the sucks. enemy alien says, like, you're an uh, Altarian, I think. Like, it's a sad I species to be. No. It's a dirty species. That's where they were before. They, they were playing out this uh, cat and mouse game on Altair before. Oh. No. Yep. Uh, yeah. He says it's better than being an Altarian, right? Because they're a dirty race. And, like, it's implied that they were both Altarians before because they both did the body swapping thing. Oh. I thought there was a specific line where he was asking Kyle MacLachlan's character, like, what race he actually was. I could be wrong. I, mm. I'm forgetting. There was definitely some line that made me think that they were two different species or races which again woof um but then uh like you get the visual clue right because kyle mclaughlin transferring his consciousness oh, like that's true it's yeah it's like it, yeah it is a beautiful like compared to the really ugly <laughs> yeah. uh that's a good point. creature so i don't know like yeah anyways, it, well that that uh, not to like belabor the point but i really like part of why i like this movie uh more than some is that like it doesn't in the way that a lot of 80s gross-out action horror movies would, it does not over-explain itself in many ways. Like, we learned a lot about the character and about 
uh, about like the, the the central conflict between these two aliens just through their interactions and through their dialogue. Like rarely is there a moment near the end, of course, when they just have to bring everything up to speed. Kyle MacLachlan, I guess, um, Gallagher ends up explaining like he's an enemy. He was like. Uh, he killed my family over on this planet, and now I've been chasing him through it's the one galaxy. Of three exposition scenes. Yeah, uh, but like up to that point, there are many points at which like you're just left guessing, and you're like, I, "What about the dinner scene?" That that's not, like I wouldn't call that exposition so much as like comedy because sure. he's just rattling off things like, "Oh, so where are you from?" And he's a, like, "There's oh. a really good this movie. We talked about it a little bit. It's like an anti reveal where like they never really." Or, like, you figure out that Kyle McLaughlin's character is an alien way before, but it's just because he doesn't really try to cover it up. Like, yeah. he's barely passing for human, and, like, he, he sits and eats dinner with uh, um, Thomas Beck's family, and he he can't pull it off. Like, he can't eat. There's lots of physical comedy where he eats Alka-Seltzer uh, instead of putting it in the drink, and then later on he um, puts aspirin in the drink instead of eating it, and... Uh, he, they ask him where he's from, and he just points up, which is like a great <laughs> joke about north, far north yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. But it's never like he's yeah. trying. I guess it's, I guess it's that innocence of the character that really makes me like not connect with the movie, but like see it in a different light. Is because he's not like trying to, like you said, he's not trying to cover it up. He's not like, oh, I'm from Iceland, and they'd be like, oh, Iceland, you don't look Icelandic, and you don't have an accent or whatever. Like he's, he's not trying to play it off as anything but what he yeah, is. Yeah, it is funny. Yeah. It's it's just it's a funny yeah. dichotomy between I, like the central concept of this of these characters of these aliens trying to pass as human. He's not really, you know. Yeah. Anyway. Right. Yeah. I felt really uncomfortable during that dinner scene. I did not find it funny at all. I thought I felt like it was a really tense, thrilling scene where you start to real because before that, there's not really any indication that he's an alien unless I missed something. There's there's slight. Just in the way that Kyle MacLachlan I mean, that's just Kyle MacLachlan playing an FBI agent. Yeah, though, right? where like, does the line blur? It's a weird motherfucker. There, there's this uh, <laughs> few. There's a shot mirror. Well, literally a mirror where I think it was um, the uh, William Boyett version of the alien. He at one point like looks in a mirror and is like pulling at his like eye droops mm-hmm. uh, and like. Gallagher does a similar thing. Mm-hmm. So, but he like, does if, that during the the dinner, scene. right? Exactly. Yeah. So, like, if you if you the audience had any doubt up to this point that Kyle MacLachlan was from another planet, which you know is not necessarily false in the real world either. But uh, I don't know. He's kind of quirky. He's I love fun. Kyle MacLachlan. I love him to too. I've been meaning to try his wine for a long time. Um, you should get his wine. Yeah, I would drink some of his wine. It's yeah. like, supposedly really good. He's yeah. supposed to be great. Very yeah. well awarded. Uh, but yeah, just like him, he does the similar sort of thing. He's like pulling on his eyes, looking himself over. Um, and like it's, it is kind of explained away by the fact that he like has one beer with dinner or I don't know, like something weird with that. He like falls around, falls apart around other people. Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, I guess when I the mirror scene kind of really set me off into feeling like that scene was tense because I all of a sudden – I feel like the film actually kind of undercut what I was expecting with Kyle MacLachlan's character. Like, I, you know, I, I kind of assumed that he was the kind of X-Files FBI agent that knows right. something that the police – you know, didn't know. Um, and when that happens, it's yeah, I felt kind of uncomfortable because it was this is a domestic setting. Kyle MacLachlan, I think, is pretty clearly an a- alien at that point. Right. Um, but I guess I was a little unsure whether the movie was just drawing parallels between this kind of loner FBI agent who's a bit of a loser and this alien, and maybe drawing a thematic connection there. That would have been interesting. Um, I think it's doing both. <laughs> yeah. It is doing both. Um, I mean, like there's there's also like elements of the the sort of um, uncanny pop culture worship in Kyle MacLachlan's character where, like, he drives this... He's very proud of this, like, 
cool car and he stole the cool car and like he he um really loves being an authority figure and and sort of like knowing more than everybody else and he sort of like he he kind of like loves feeling like a badass there's a scene later on where um after kyle mclaughlin explains himself and the alien gets away but like they're all on the same page now where they do like a badass perp walk uh like leaving the the prison and you can hear like butt rock playing i'm surprised there wasn't like an explosion behind him but like and he has like this shit-eating smirk on his face and that that the scene doesn't make any fucking sense tonally because they just lost the alien he's gonna go kill more people they have to go pursue him <laughs> they shouldn't feel good in that moment but like he just feels cool about what he's doing and being there and that was sort of funny yeah um uh, a, a less mm, less stated less present but still tangible aspect of this movie was it's uh, it, like the politics of the world going on behind them like if I'm not mistaken there was some form of tax reform or something that was a is- big bill issue going on at the time. I think you're thinking of Akira. Am I thinking of Akira? Uh, no, well, yeah. So there's the the senator who is going to announce that he's running for president. Um, he is Unexpectedly topical for our viewing, which was Yeah, yeah hey, Joe Biden's kind of an alien. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> um, he, like A lot like the alien, the main bad guy in this movie. Yeah, yeah. I want to be president. Um yeah, there's the classic Except line. This, this alien respects women more. I think Ooh. Than Joe does. <laughs> he didn't kill that one woman. Yeah, yeah, um, good point. Um, well, no, he did actually by in- inhabiting her body. Yeah, but he liked inhabiting her body as opposed to just objectifying. Oh, her he body. did. Which is like an actually really interesting subversive part of this yeah. movie. Yeah, I was wondering if it was going to like explore that more, but I of course it, was, it didn't. I thought it was going to go with like a sexuality thing. Like yeah. I was really afraid that like he corners a, a stripper, um, Brenda Lee Van Buren, um, played by Claudia Christian. Uh, and as this like big menacing gross dude, and I they really play it up like it's going to be like a um, assault moment, mm-hmm. and he instead inhabits her, which is like still a, obviously a metaphor for a lot of things. But like afterwards, he's like really happy to be in that body and to be inhabiting a feminine form, um, which is a, like an interesting. It it yeah. bord- it borders on the salacious at times because yeah. he's like. I, mean, I guess there, there can be a content warning on this episode too, but like for a short while after inhabiting this body, he ends up, uh, he, I'm gendering it, the alien, it, but it, the I alien, yeah. I uh, believe he's gendered in the movie, but I could be wrong. Well, maybe it's just like it's hard the to humans using the body terms. Yeah. I'm assuming that these aliens are more or less genderless. Point being, uh, after this alien has inhabited the, the stripper, um, again, who I don't know is if she's ever given a name in the movie. But um, the, I mean, uh, Brenda Lee Van Buren is her character. Right. See, see, that's the thing. And I'm sure they call her by name they a do. couple of times. Oh, yeah. There are a few times where the police are referring to, like, the history of victims that we've seen. Like, they refer to DeVries by name. They refer to Miller by name. And they, at one, maybe a couple times, just refer to her as stripper. Yeah. Like, okay. Not great. I mean, it's uh, 1987. Yeah, right. Gender yeah. politics. It's gross. Uh, the, yeah. Did, Thomas Beck hurls a slur at her during a car chase for no reason. Yeah, uh, yeah. It sucks. Like, yeah. Uh, immediately after possessing this woman, uh, the alien goes and just, I guess, has sex with a man to with death. Rando, to death, yes. To take his car. Fucked to death. Which is, I mean, go off. Good for her. Uh, but then still... <laughs> uh, I, should, I should also point out that, um, like, 
Kyle McLaughlin's character is explicitly gendered. He expresses himself as a man. Oh, At one point, yeah. he says, like, what would you do? And then he says, like, as a cop, and Kyle McLaughlin's character says, as a man. man. And, like, I think you can sort of trace his character arc as learning what it means to be a man and learning what it means to be human. Mm-hmm. It doesn't actually work, because a lot of the stuff in this movie doesn't work at all. Yeah. But uh, that's sort of, I think, what they're going for. <laughs> um, that's the flavor they were shooting for. Um, uh, but... Yeah, I mean, just like the arc of this character as a woman then begins to, mm, I, I won't say evolve, but like there is that understanding that the alien comes to of like the differences between forms in a way, yeah. I guess. There's a lot of really good shots. Uh, Claudia Christian does a great job in this movie of yes. looking kick-ass as hell and like heels in a cocktail dress and like holding like a fucking FAMAS machine <laughs> gun or something. Yeah. Like uh, they really do a good job of like like posing and framing her as like she'll like turn around and all all of a sudden she has a fucking shotgun and like she blows somebody away and it's like yeah rules like yeah th- those are probably the best images of this movie um oh the which, shootout in the in the yeah. warehouse or whatever is great speaking of which uh this movie's really well shot um there the lighting is great the way it treats la is fantastic mm-hmm. i think as like this um this this city defined by its streets and alleys and like we go everywhere in LA and we see so much of LA and it's like this like this motor city which is not you know that's LA why they motor call city. LA the motor city <laughs> um, you know LA the windy city um, <laughs> yikes uh, I, I I also think technically this movie um, did a lot of things really well. There were some early scenes of like investigative police work that like those entire sets are explored with like continuous oh, handheld camera work it was yeah. like man chef's the, kiss that was so good the record store is great yes yeah mm-hmm. best example because, like it's like a, it's like just a long alleyway store yeah and you can see all of it and like it's like one take they go inside and right they look around and like the the sense of physical space in this movie at that point is really good um later on it's not as great but it right. i think it's pretty good throughout uh, right yeah. because it starts to limit itself to like nighttime shots of roofs and stuff that don't yeah. really convey a whole lot sure. of its magic. The police station is good. Um, I thought I was going to say the police station is great. Mm-hmm. It, it really feels lived in. Um, yeah. There's just paper, there's just folders everywhere. It was like this weird... Non-stop ha- folders. One thing I was thinking... Folders about, all the way down. <laughs> with Thank that you. police station, it was like, in my mind, this happy merging of the police station from... and It was because I had seen it at the trial on so recently, the Terminator, mm-hmm. and the <laughs> news office in all the President's Men. Nice. Yeah, just like, sure. like this version of like the hidden... Uh, or this version of the hidden. This version of the of police station in the hidden had like it, it was very cubically, like you're going around to cubicles a lot. Uh, Detective Beck is going around and like dropping assignments on some loser's desk. Yeah, and the, the, it's so exaggerated, so like boilerplate yeah. cop fiction. Right. And like I think that the the set dressing reflects that too, where it's like it's so obviously a facsimile of a police station, where like they have the names of the detective departments <laughs> yeah. just like written in robbery, like, murder, like, homicide, <laughs> dangling robbery, above and, the... like just dangling, and like the signs looked like they were like <laughs> kindergarten, yeah. yeah, permanent like, marker, really funny, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think the the Terminator comparison is is smart. I watched the Terminator. It was at the Trilon. I guess I don't know. If we're shout out to the Trilon, but oh, shout yeah. out to the Trilon. Um, I, I like the Terminator a lot, um, but one thing I think this movie kind of does a lot of those aspects maybe a little better than the Terminator does, um, especially in regard to just like the police station. Um, feeling like an actual place uh i think this movie this movie there's a lot of parallels there right like this this kind of alien life force this 
yeah. other being. Yeah, they're ripping off the Terminator. The, yeah, um, but we, we certainly I, see more of this police station later on, and like we'll definitely get into it. But they're like we get into the like the cellar of this police station which i mean it's uh, like we sh- we see jail cells yeah like we we get a greater sense of the space uh we see danny trejo in uh <laughs> like a cell a as, as an uncredited prisoner he's got like a good 10 seconds of screen time shout out to danny trejo then he blows up i forget his danny line trejo. but he's just he like, says uh hey man you got like a hippie uh oh what is it it's a- it's as the the alien and uh kyle mclaughlin and uh detective uh beck are going through the the like the prisoners area the holding cells of this uh police station yeah and they're just destroying things as they go and then the prisoners are like hey man i want my call and yeah. all that stuff typical you know yeah. extra one of yeah. his one of his first film credits he was something like 43 when he was in this movie he are you pulled, shitting me kind of pulled like a christopher lloyd whose first yeah. film credit is uh one flow of the cuckoo's nest he was like 40 it's like that late is, bloomer yeah. but you know things yeah. get better with age thank god we got him man yeah bless the trejo did you know Danny Trejo is in Fallout New Vegas as Raul? What? The mechanic? Yeah, he plays a gold Sounds mechanic. about right. Holy uh, shit. You guys want to talk about Fallout New Vegas? I do, actually. You do a Fallout New Vegas cast. Like yeah, there we go. Game a whole lot. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Um, <coughs> I, uh, what do you... I want to talk about the dog. Yeah. My, yes. My favorite, uh, I think it honestly may be one of my favorite comedic cuts ever. Uh, let's, let's set it up. There is, um, after a rooftop showdown between, uh, Detective Gallagher and the alien who's still in- inhabiting, uh, Claudia Christian's body, uh, no, sorry, Brenda Lee Van Buren's body, that is the actress, is Claudia Christian, uh, she throws herself off the roof, um, in an attempt to escape and not be obliterated. She has a, she has a dramatic confrontation with Lloyd Gallagher before where he, he says, she says, uh, this isn't over, like, I'll kill you before you can stop me, I'll right. change again, and then she throws herself off the roof. Dies upon impact with the ground. Then for some reason, the police chief... Uh, brings his dog to the scene. Fucking dumbass. And this dog, this like Aussie Shepherd mix, uh, encounters the body. The body is not dead the because the alien... dog gets there before the police for some reason. Yeah. It just like runs out of the car and sprints over there. Uh, and is in fact in fact infested with the with the alien. Uh, uh, Brenda Lee is dead and the dog is now the alien. The Venom trail 2018. The, the trail, the trail goes cold again. because Lloyd Gallagher and Thomas Beck don't know where the alien swapped. They know that... Uh, that it swapped because Brenda Lee's body is there, and I think Kyle MacLachlan's character has a way of checking to make sure yeah. that the alien isn't inside it. But they they don't know where it is. It's sort of the downbeat, like we're we're beaten moment. And he gets real depressed over it. Yeah, like he's real down in the dumps. Uh, so for the next scene or so, we're just with uh, Detective Beck and Agent Gallagher, and then immediately just a smash cut to the my my favorite shot of the entire movie, which I don't want to. Say because I've I've already done it. Somebody somebody else take take the actual. You shot. explained it really well when we talked about it. Uh, so this smash cut we enter in on like a bedroom, right? Yeah. Um, it's it's uh, and, and uh, I mentioned the like the mirror shots leading up to this. Those who are inhabited by this alien are like looking in the mirror. They they have their hands kind of like touching it's, their face. It's an established visual motif, right? Like the alien looks at itself in the mirror to sort of like get a sense of who right. it is now. Yeah, no, visual motif, certainly. Like, if, if we see somebody, like, looking into a mirror with the same, like, kind of setup, we know what's going on. We smash cut this, uh, it's it's a long shot uh, of this Which bedroom. Which is crucial to me it's, for the It's so fucking yeah. beautiful. Uh, and the, uh, the like, the left hemisphere or so of this shot, um, this dog is perched up on, like, a, like a chair or ottoman looking 
still as a statue. Perfectly look, still. Perfectly still looking at itself in, in, the, mirror. in the mirror. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's so funny. It's and like, hilarious. It, it got a huge laugh in our theater. The dog occupies like 20% of the screen. And like the rest of the screen is... And it, it, like, it, Your eyes find treated, it immediately. It's treated as the most natural thing in the world. And it like takes you a half second to realize like, oh, that's the fucking alien. Yeah. Uh, uh, another good visual gag that, that's often done by the other bodies that the alien like inhibit or uh, you know uh, goes into is that every once in a while uh, the body will like just like lick its lips yeah. a little bit you and the dog does it too oh, yeah, yeah. the yeah. dog also just like <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. It's, Cody brought this up in his letterbox review which I'm did I or did you Jason the, the licking of the lips I didn't did I really yeah. oh holy shit uh, yeah you're right I yeah, did every wow one of the actors the aliens played by like six different actors including dog actors mm-hmm. yeah. and they all uh, have manifest the same physical tick which is a really good uh, bit. Mm-hmm. Like, they all yeah. lick their chops, basically. And, like, yeah. Aaron said, the dog also does it. <laughs> yes. Hilarious. So good. Uh, and, like, obviously, they chose that physical tick because it's something a dog could do, but it's still, like, so funny <laughs> and good. Um, it's the second best part of the movie. Uh, speaking of good comedic ticks, um, during, like, the, the, I guess, the last big exposition part, um, we'll come back to that. So, uh, <laughs> Kyle MacLachlan is, is talking to Thomas Beck about how he's actually an alien and he's been tracking this alien forever. <laughs> and Thomas Beck is like, damn, I was starting to like you. They have like this back and forth. And then uh, Lloyd Gallagher is like trying to um, empathize with Thomas Beck and he goes, I guess a career in the police force never prepared you for this, huh? And Thomas Beck, like, there's like a beat. And then he says, Actually, it did. And then <laughs> smash cut to the 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 bars closing on <laughs> Kyle McLaughlin's face as he's put into prison. It's really good. Like it it's a funny. really funny cut. Yeah. Um, what was the best? That's part the, of the third hidden? best part of the movie. Yeah. But, uh, the best part of the hidden is uh, so that this alien has a love for all things like uh, pop culture in the eighties. It loves it loves hot women. It loves hot cars. It loves lots of money and cool greasy rock food. music. It loves stealing. Yeah, and it loves. Well, yeah. I mean, who I love. I mean, who doesn't? Oh yeah, that's but, yeah. That's uh, so. <laughs> there's a scene where the alien uh, is in the body of Jonathan P. Miller. Uh, yeah, we mentioned played by William Boyett, who I think is like the best best actor that the the alien uh, takes over. Uh, very good, like kind of a larger, like middle aged guy. And there's a scene where the the you know the alien and that body goes to I guess this guy's house that it, it finds an address maybe in its wallet or whatever, and it goes in and as it walks in, there's like a record player sitting on like a desk and it walks over and it presses the on button on the record player and just like this country song starts playing that's like I love happiness I love being right. happy and it immediately just picks it up and just fucking throws the record player like on the ground and starts like smashing it and it's such just a good bit because it's just been listening to like this fucking like hardcore metal for the rest of the movie is fuck that shit it's yeah it is basically it is basically that but for country music uh very good uh, I was quite happy with with where this movie went in terms of its comedy um, the rest of the movie plays out uh, it ties back in that um, the the center is running for president because the alien has like obviously um, uh, ambitions of power wants to get into the most powerful and it turns out that oh the senator is having a speaking engagement on this specific day that the alien is in town like I'll just drop by for a cup of coffee. Uh, and then uh, first he, he tries to assassinate the um, or in, inhabit they think assassinate the uh, senator um, the they foil that successfully the senator's speaking engagement just happens later that same day <laughs> happens anyway yeah, yeah. like there's this giant multiple people died in this it turns out like the alien had been inhabiting a well-known cop 
and like tried to kill the senator as a well-known cop killed like upwards of a dozen people on his way to the senator nearly makes it is eventually brought down uh, and then they're just like, oh, it's speaking engagement. Uh, I think you're, uh, I don't know, I think you may be glossing over, the the speaking engagement turns into a press conference about an assassination attempt. Well, that's a okay, pretty, pretty near press conference with the same Well, same yeah, but why wouldn't you do a place. speaking, the, the senator just had an assassination attempt. Half like, an hour would later? do a press release about that. With the senator? Anyway, that's, yeah, what, that's what I'm saying. Plot of inconsistencies course. No, of aside. course not. What are you talking about? That doesn't make any fucking you would, sense. You don't think? Well, they nobody else knows it's an alien. They killed the guy. Why would they not do a press release about you an assassination the attempt? assassin attempt person? Assassin attempt person. Yeah, like a police like. <laughs> Have you ever actually press release? Sometimes assassinations happen in real life, and they're a traumatizing thing. And sometimes the people need to take some time off to that's, process their that's emotions. That's true, but not if it's actually an alien okay, dressed so what, up as a senator. Yeah, what if what if the alien is playing it super cool and he's like, "No, we need to we need to reassure the people." But the the politics uh, of this movie culminate with the idea that like, oh, the um, the alien who's obsessed with power and pop culture finds out that actually the best way to do that is to run for office, which is like a funny point and uh, it's uh and and it sets up that moment where kai mclaughlin's character can just roll stroll into the press conference kill a bunch of people be shot a bunch of times uh and then bring out chekhov's flamethrower flame that was all mentioned, all it was mentioned one, yeah. one time an hour earlier which they stole from some street punks the, the, <laughs> what the hell? and then there was like a there's like a throwaway line about God damn it, I remember when it was just zip guns. And it's like kind of a funny line. Uh, Chekhov's flamethrower is funny. Thank you. All of the cops stopped, stopped shooting Kyle McLaughlin to let him incinerate the senator. Uh, they were just shooting at him as he walks in. This movie does this terrible movie thing where like all of the shots in this movie are shots to either the upper thigh or the shoulder. Uh, and they're all glancing blows until they're not... Uh, there's no facial... There's like... no face shots except for one. Uh, and like... Like, guns are, like, the least lethal thing ever. I mean, to be fair, the alien can survive gunshots. That's mm-hmm. his whole thing. Yeah. But, like, I, yeah. I, I think all of the action scenes in this movie are pretty boring. And I think it's, like, a pretty, like, bad strike against this movie, to be honest. But, right. Uh, yes. Yeah. Like, the opening sequence had, like, serious French connection vibes. Yeah. And then there was a serious drop-off after yeah, that. Yeah, it's like, like, they do the thing where far and away the best action sequence is the first sequence in the movie. And then all Kind of like Baby Driver. Yeah. You... Oh yeah, like not bad. Baby Driver's not great. Baby Driver's I like not Baby great. Driver. Hmm. I like the action scenes in this movie just fine. I think uh, they're they're good. They're they're a bunch of people shooting at an unstoppable. Are you making a note of where to put in the cricket? Plows <laughs> through. Uh, it's, it's like sub sub. Uh, there's like a, there's like a part where Thomas Beck. Uh, runs out of bullets while he's shooting at the alien, and he puts his gun down and raises his arms in surrender to the alien. It doesn't make any fucking sense. The alien shoots him immediately. Dip it's like, shit. what are you doing? Yeah, like, what the fuck, man? Oh, 13 years but, like, on the police force did not prepare for this. Mm-hmm. Nothing, yeah, it's, it's not to be taken way too seriously. It's not. It was yeah, part of the Trilon's uh, Reaganomics, was it? No, dystopia. Reagan dystopia yeah. series. Yeah. Um, for mainly the reason that the alien ends up being in a senator's body who's running for president, and there's that iconic line... I assume it's iconic because it's like the best, probably the single best line in the movie in which um, the senator apparently like uh, currently uh, infested by the alien and um, and not quite sure of its own physicality. Maybe it hasn't gotten in front of a mirror yet. It doesn't understand much about human culture. Uh, Still like steps in front of the microphone to comment on on the assassination attempt on his own life. And he says, I want to be president. And 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 people start clapping. Just like. 
overwhelming applause. How good is that? And and he smiles and he like plays with his cuffs in that way that only like somebody who knows that they just did something really cool can do. So it's just such good physical acting in this. The setup for that is great because it is um, established much earlier that like this alien will like if it sees something that it wants it will like go for it relentlessly right that's um, what uh, Lloyd Gallagher says about it is he's defined by like when he wants something he takes it if right. anybody gets in his way he kills them right like that's his whole speed and if the alien does want something it will vocalize it um there's uh, I want that car. yeah I want that car I need the keys just like very direct uh desire statements and yeah that's at that presidential I, it is just line. great I think it this really movie is maybe smart so well. I think maybe we all understand it but I think this movie is maybe a little smarter than I, I mean what does that culminate in like what are what is it saying about I think I think at the end of you know before the climax of this movie where Kyle MacLachlan is flamethrowering uh, a soon to be president to death I think you get the impression that like if this alien just kept going just trying to get what it wanted it totally would have it yeah that alien totally would have been president like of course it would have been it would have like stumbled its way sure. Forrest Gump well, yeah, style into the presidency it's all these like human uh, I I'm really bad for words today but um. <laughs> It's all these like human ticks and traits and characteristics that he doesn't display when inhabiting any given bodies that allow him to exist in this world, right? Like if he just says that he wants to be president as a senator running for president, people like assume that's the way that he's supposed to be. If he's a creepy, bloated old man uh, staring at a stripper in a nightclub, that's who he's supposed to like, be. So you're saying that like all that uh, an obvious psychopath who only like lives to satisfy his id needs to be successful in America is to be inhabiting the right shitty white dude. Yep. Yeah, but, yeah, like, yeah. yeah, of course. Uh, yeah the I realization on Aaron's face that you made a better point than he was prepared to make. <laughs> there's, a, there's a statistic, uh, there's a statistic that people who have, uh, like, uh, uh, psychopathy are, like, way more likely to be, like, middle managers than yeah. people who don't. I mean, we're living in the Trump administration. Like, we're, we're living it. Dude, dude, Trump literally is just a rich guy who was like, yeah, I want to be president. I guess I'll yeah. just, just incomprehensible... I mean, I, get it. Every I, just, day. I don't think that's a particularly insightful point. Right. To be honest, Harry's just of the like, opinion that it's not like that deep. That it's like it's there, but it's not deep. There's I don't think it's necessarily that, no meat. I don't think it's necessarily right? that I, deep. Yeah, and I don't think that this movie has an ethos for what that means. I don't think it's saying like, therefore we have to do something different. Therefore we have to do this. Therefore Kyle McLaughlin's character is right. That like, I think what it's saying is that like he's learning how to be a man. He's learning that like these values are actually the values that carry the day. Uh, that like learning to be human means learning to to love and cherish this whatever etc. That's what I think what they're kind of going for. Uh, that's why we get the last scene, which doesn't make any sense and really really sucks, <laughs> uh, in my opinion. Um, uh, that that last scene again is um, both uh, Gallagher and Bake Beck. Beck are mortally wounded. They're both in the hospital, but Lloyd, of course, possessed by an alien, gets up, transfers his consciousness, ET like, into Beck. Beck is now alive with the consciousness of this alien, which is bizarre. Right. And, the, and they play I, this off like it's a beautiful thing. I didn't take it as that he was putting his consciousness, rather that he was kind of reviving him. The hidden him two life. canonizes that. Yeah, and it's also... That's... Come on. No, it's, <laughs> it's made clear. Like, the movie does explicitly frame it, because when Kyle MacLachlan's character is at the dinner, 
the little girl can yeah. us style see through yeah. Kyle McLaughlin's facade to see that he's an alien, and that happens again after the consciousness. Switch. Yeah, but it, it, it's spoilers it, for us during the during yeah. the dinner. Yeah. I haven't seen that yet. During the dinner, uh, the daughter refuses to talk to Kyle MacLachlan's character or touch him or say hi to him. And at the end of the movie, she takes his hand and right. says hi she to him as hand. if that's the final frame father. of the movie. We're we're learning now that like Kyle MacLachlan has learned how to be human and he is going to live as a human with this human family. Sorry if you missed that. I was leaning back. Um, that's the idea, right? Is that like Kyle MacLachlan has through his experience learned to be a man. And like has now earned the right to, like, m- to actualization and maturity. To be, he's one. just gonna do it with this dude's fucking family <laughs> it's a and like, puppet. like fucking body jack his life, which is exactly what the alien was doing. So like, we're supposed to get this like this like great moment where like, oh, like it's so beautiful that now Lloyd Gallagher can have his family back, the family that he lost, kind of like he he has redeemed himself and gotten that back. It just so happens that he's taking Thomas Beck's fucking life. Well, it's this alien, like the other alien was doing, taking what he wants. That's exactly right. right. Yeah. yeah. I don't know that that's the mo- what the movie's saying, it's but that's what it ends not. up that's being. That's not how it's framed. It's right. to be this beautiful I think, thing. I think when I describe the movie as somber, I think that's the reason. Like, it's just revenge that the alien's out for. Finally, he has something that, like, he wants... Right. Rather than just to kill the other alien. Totally. And it is unfortunately hijacking another man's life. But it's I, not framed that way. I, I know. I don't I didn't even interpret the end scene that way. I interpreted the end scene as Kyle McLaughlin's character giving Please, his life like, force. That is just not what happened. I, I, I don't I don't blame you for not seeing that you're wrong. I don't, how do you interpret <laughs> how do you interpret the daughter accepting her father at the end. After thirty seconds of like staring at him, because like, she doesn't want to make contact. It is, it is setting up the exact same uh, uh, feeling for the viewer that they had earlier in the film, and then subverting that by showing that she reaches out and I takes would his love hand. If, if the case was that Kyle McLaughlin's character sacrificed his life to bring back I, Thomas Beck, I don't think that's what happened. That's fine, but how is that not a? Va- I feel like there's. That's I, a I will say that it's it, like the fact that the direct sequel. Like under That's the same brand and same characters. Person, I don't think video. that matters. <laughs> Are you making like a canonization argument about if like a fucking mobile phone video 50, game? 50, I think if we're uh, arguing, the, the, the movie Wikipedia 50, 50. does say that um, witnessing the emotional suffering of Beck's wife and daughter, Gallagher transfers his life force from Gallagher to Beck as Beck dies. So, life force? Oh, so maybe he was dying. It is. Clearly a different alien life force that Kyle MacLachlan, they are different species. They operate differently. Uh, it was set up many times in the film earlier. And the ending of the film is at best ambiguous to support either of these interpretations. It's, okay, it's 50-50 in the movie. I don't but then remember if you look at the well sequel, to say, but I remember coming away. If you look at Hidden to the Squeakle. <laughs> I'm not looking find- at Hidden to the Squeakle. That, that seems ridiculous to use that as an argument. None of us have even seen that movie. That seems ridiculous to use that as taking this film... As it is, I do not see how one could 100%. Okay. I, think I Okay, well then maybe Harry likes it 1% more than he did. I, I, mean, I don't think I mean, he does, but that's no, fine. I don't, because even if that were true, I feel like the movie completely fumbles trying to establish that reading. That's fair. And, like, it could have. Like, it would have been really easy to clearly establish that, like, oh, what was happening is that Kyle MacLachlan, through his experience, learned self-sacrifice, which is great. That's fine. I don't, the movie does not depict that. Mm. 
I like maybe it does, but we had to argue about it. <laughs> uh, the, the movie also very clearly sets up that Kyle MacLachlan's alien life form uh, used to have a uh, some sort of a wife, a wife and, uh, a and, a and a daughter and a partner that were all killed. Partner might have been the wife. It's kind of unclear whether that's intentional or not. Um, that was killed by this other alien life form, and thematically, at the end, he sees. Uh, Someone who is a father uh, with to a daughter and a, a husband uh, with his wife who is going to pass away. And I took that as a sacrificial moment that he sees someone else in the, 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 the thematically, you know, in the position that he was in earlier. Right. That I seems that, like a pretty... Yeah, yeah, I just don't think that the movie actually depicts that. I part, think that, like, it, it wants to. Part of the, I mean, it doesn't literally Part of the reason that, that the, the dinner sequence and the, the scenes kind of immediately bookending that scene were so unsettling was because uh, I think it, I can't remember if it was before or after the dinner but like and we've alluded to it here but Kyle uh, Lloyd Gallagher is like eyeing Beck's daughter and like they have that uneasy eye contact but like the way he like he's asking questions about her like it's this weird vibe of like God, he sucks. he covets that child yeah like he covets that life he he used to have. and that is how it is set up and like it plays into the ending thusly is my reading yes also it does establish that Kyle McLaughlin's character body hops he has been in other right bodies. that function he's is the same mm-hmm. between yeah. right yeah uh, yeah because there was the 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 body he was in he used to have another one that was the FBI agent's partner, partner. or yeah. friend or something that he body they, they both that agent missing. died yeah yeah um, I, I took it that it was maybe like a friendly like this person was dying in a fire there, there was like a, some sort of forest fire that mm-hmm. was right. kind of set they up in the past dying and so he body swapped into him to save his life and yeah. became his new consciousness. So if we're kind of like something that happened at another point. In yeah, about what? Uh, how I long is this movie? Like it's the final scene. Of the it's movie like when it it's it's about ninety <laughs> minutes in. If this is a ninety-three minute movie, it's about ninety minutes in. <laughs> no, your your reading is valid and would it, make for a better movie. I just don't know if the movie actually does it. Hey, you can watch it again. I don't really want to. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'd rewatch this either. I think I liked it more than Harry did. I liked I'm it. Glad, no, I'm glad I that we've been able to help surface it. some of the things that Harry did like yeah. anyway, because you weren't super I, up on it right out yeah, of the movie. I don't know. I called it an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie starring Kyle MacLachlan. Which is the most interesting thing yeah. I've heard of I in like that. years. Yeah, and like that, <laughs> that rules, right? Like I love Kyle MacLachlan. I love uh, watching him be this dude. Uh, it's it's fun. Can you imagine? It's fun. You imagine Kyle MacLachlan saying, just in his tone of voice, any of Arnold Schwarzenegger's best lines? Yeah, no kidding. I'll be back. I'll be back. He could, he could calmly say, like, I'll be back. I'll be back. He, he kind of has, like, Fuck an I'll be you, back moment. asshole. <laughs> you asshole was the one I was thinking of. Everybody. Fuck chill. you, asshole. He has, just like, a, he has in, in Twin Peaks Season 3, he's a good, like, there's, like, one line in particular that he delivers in, like, a big climactic scene Oops. that's very good. He'd have to do that with um, his, like, affable business-like manner where he'd be like... Fuck you, asshole. <laughs> yes. Something like that, where, like, he was talking to Diane. Diane. Fuck, Diane. Yes. Fuck you, asshole. <laughs> um, I'm glad Twin Peaks came back just because uh, there was, uh, like, 30 to 40 minutes into this movie. It was bonkers to me how Twin Peaksy this unintentionally was. They were talking about, like... Events that took place in the Pacific Northwest before coming down to yeah, L.A. Mm-hmm. There was a, like, 
a, a fucking diner sequence, yep. like old timey <laughs> retro diner sequence. This this movie very easily works into our Kyle MacLachlan has played one character theory, <laughs> wherein like he started in Blue Velvet up in the Pacific Northwest, yep. and then he became this character, and after this character, he became who. Um, yeah, and, and then like, ver- and then very recently he runs for office in, in Portland. Portlandia. I don't know. So, oh, nice. Holy shit! I don't mean to cut off this uh, this fan cast, but the the diner <laughs> sequence is worth bringing up because that is when the alien is uh, in Jonathan P. Miller's body, kind of again, kind of larger middle aged man, uh, and he has a boombox. He like killed everybody. He killed the the owner of the record store. Took a bunch of like cassette tapes and then a big old boombox like a like a uh, do the right thing like mm-hmm. hold it, you know what yeah. I mean. And uh, he just has it on the table at this record store and it's playing like very loud punk music and everybody's just so pissed off and every once in a while someone's like hey could you turn that down and he's like just like shakes his head and then they just like oh fuck that and then he oh, fuck this guy yeah. Yeah. He runs out to steal a car um, I guess to, to expand a little bit on why I didn't like this movie and I think I Please. liked it as much as you guys did um, but like I, I don't know I have, an, I have an issue with like and this is the gamer in me <laughs> but like I feel like a lot of movies they do the thing where like they gesture at subversiveness just enough to like make you think that something is a deconstruction, hmm. but they don't actually deconstruct anything, and they're actually just having fun playing in the tropes that they are ostensibly deconstructing. Every mo- like video game after like the PS2 tried to do this, and like so many of them just culminate in like reinforcing the same shitty stereotypes that have always existed and I feel like this movie does it a little bit too where it's mm. like it's trying to be semi subversive and funny but like the cops that we're meant to root for are just the same machismo badass cops that are in every movie yeah. and like Kyle MacLachlan's character does not have enough of a defined sort of subversive ethos like he's just trying to kill this bug for revenge and he does it and it's great right. and like I I, I was never I was never sold on Beck either yeah. Uh, like he was—he's not a fun person no. to no. like follow around Los Angeles. He is like relentlessly shitting on an FBI agent in in Lloyd Gallagher uh, for no reason other than like Beck is older, and he's just like this arrogant, seen it all badass, cop. right? And like he never isn't that. Yeah, he is never fully sold. Like he's never in like visibly invested in this case, even as we're like getting to the end. It's like when he finally does get sold on, and he's like, well, "Why the why the hell didn't this work? I'm gonna like arrest an FBI agent on like no pretense." I like uh, Michael Norrie's performance in this. I don't know. I, I, I yeah, liked, yeah, his he, energy is super good. He does a very good job of, you know, Kyle MacLachlan is playing this this character who's kind of this, you know, outsider coming in, uh, uh, kind of this know-it-all kind of hot shot who then you, later you learn, like, oh, he's act, he actually knows it all, um, and he's an alien, and that's why he has trouble socializing. And I right. I, I like Norrie's, uh, you know, he, he plays kind of the more hard, hard-boiled, yeah, like, seen it all been working homicide for 14 years i've seen a lot of shit yeah um not, not shit like this baby <laughs> not even close <laughs> honey you've got a big storm coming second time second time why um, not yeah, I, don't I, I liked his performance i thought he was doing i thought to be honest the first half of this movie before you realize what's going on with uh, kyle mclaughlin's character i thought nori was straight up just like out acting uh, mclaughlin mm. first half of this movie um clearly kind of the more shining person in each of the scenes but mm. um, 
Until he puts his hands yeah, up the, and begs for mercy. Yeah, this movie's a blast to watch, right? It like, is. It's super fun mm-hmm. to watch. Um, there's there's a lot of bullets flying. A lot of like like you said, the great shots of L.A. are great establishing and like character yeah. development. A lot of Repo Man energy on this. Um, you mentioned that. Yeah, John did too. I'm stealing that from John, but like the like great L.A. lighting and road work in this movie was pretty reminiscent of Repo Man, I thought. Um, I, don't, I don't know if I'm in the minority on this. Um, and, like, we've talked about how great a lot of, like, how great a lot of technical components of this film are. Um, I don't know. It, it might be worth thinking about how many of them are just, like, plainly, like, stolen, recycled things. Uh, I know we talked about the rooftop, like, shootout uh, sequence, which like super didn't do it for me just like yeah. mm-hmm. we're we're in a warehouse of mannequins um with like people that aren't people yeah, that, that is lit in super blue uh bl- like everything is lit bluely um and i was like they just really wanted to do a blade runner sequence in five minutes well, it, it was like to literally just do a mannequin warehouse like the moment they stepped into the mannequin warehouse i was like all right there it is there's the mannequin warehouse. right so, so show me what you've got like, yes like, yeah show exactly me, show me how you're gonna do do something i haven't seen before so that i don't think that this is just a crazy rip-off mannequin warehouse sequence and then they didn't they do yeah. nothing like that right she's nope. like up on a pedestal shooting down at them They're right. shooting up at her it sucks and she right. runs so away like yes. minutes, it's super boring they don't do anything with it and there are a bunch of sequences like that right where like the whole idea idea of the action sequence is people are shooting at a guy who can survive bullets and they shoot at him and it doesn't do anything and that's scary and then he shoots them and they can't survive bullets so they go down and like that's like four different scenes in this movie and it's like i get it like are, are we going to do anything fun or interesting <laughs> with these action sequences yeah. no okay like the third act body hopping like each new experience each new human shell that the alien is inhabiting like it gets to a point when there's a diminishing return on what like new things we're getting thrown into the mix to kind of like shake things up yeah. it, it literally just becomes like we are stretching this movie from 80 minutes to 95 yeah there are like three different sequences where the whole gag of the action sequence is that that guy can get shot a bunch isn't that wild and it's like okay like, yeah and then the yeah, oh we're too late again the alien got away yeah I feel like I'm just disagreeing with everything, but I, I do like uh, in some of the action sequences. Maybe I, I think I might agree with you on the mannequin uh, warehouse. It's as hell. Uh, but I think in a lot of the later ones, specifically the ones around the senator or in the police department, I think kind of the joy there is watching everybody react to somebody that they were familiar with suddenly just like shooting the shit out of everybody. Especially when he he really starts shooting when the alien starts shooting up the police department. It's kind of cool to watch all these people just like really freaking the fuck out. Like That's I don't know point. what the fuck yeah. is going on. Um, it's fun, I, you know. And it they, is a lot like, of people shooting at somebody of, who to, uh, can't. Two the cops shoot up the sergeant uh, after he's inhabited, and afterwards they're like, "Damn, dude, we just lit up the sergeant." That's, yeah. that's pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. A- I, I think an alternative route they could have gone, and maybe this would have been like different in a better way, or better in a different way, uh, is like spend more time with the senator. I know the senator is an underlying like kind of backbone of this, and we eventually get to the alien inhabiting the senator's body, but like reduce the number of bodies that this alien is occupying make each one like a definitive tentpole like occurrence yeah like there there are probably a lot more cool things fun things that we could have done to hammer home some kind of point than just like have us spend three minutes with the senator get a like i'm running for president line and like call it quits i don't know maybe that's just me 
Yeah, it doesn't hit its big beats no. super well. It feels a little flat overall because and I just, of that. Like, you know, I, I feel like I'm shitting on this movie hard, and I feel bad about it. But it's like we've established that like this movie doesn't really have a lot of depth going for it. We haven't established like, that. All right, well, we've contentiously established that <laughs> sure. it doesn't have a lot of depth going for it. And so like, in lieu of that, like, hey, what if you gave me a bunch of really cool, really fun action sequences that are really clever? And it's like, oh, you're not going to do that? Okay. Like, right. Gives We're just not few. going to do that. That car chase. We'll always have that car but, chase. But also, like, that's not that FBI or right? or car the... chase. It's just a cool car chase. Oh, that's a. I thought it was. Yeah, what does yeah. it do that every car chase doesn't do though? Like, there's a it, lot. Of, I mean, there's a lot of car chases. You know. Yeah. Uh, it. I, he hits a dude in a wheelchair. I was going to say that is like going a, like doing something a little extra. But yeah, yeah it's not especially. This movie is very extra, which is yeah. Fun. <laughs> I think that's maybe the best thing it has going for yeah. it, right? Yeah. Like, it, it's really, really going for it. And right. Like, and having, like, a lot of fun going for it. Yeah. There's a cool thing that this does and the Terminator does where the, a lot of the action sequence are, sequences are kind of set around the, the idea of this character that, that appears human uh, to everybody else, that knows that it can't die, that knows that it, you know, it, what, it gets shot up, okay, it just fucking mouth swaps with some other dude to the hospital. It's not a big deal. Okay. Um, and thus, the, the violence is just, like, just over the line of what usually would be like acceptable within society like when they set up this police barrier like they're all they all got shotguns they're like okay we're gonna kill this guy like of course this dude is not gonna drive through this police barricade like who would do that you right. would die alien knows it doesn't give a shit so it, it goes ahead and does it and it's the same thing with like the record store where yeah, it's I'm, a very it's a very terminator thing where it's like the, the guy's like hey man why are you stealing my uh, cassette tapes and he goes over and he just starts like beating the shit out of him because like it's, yeah, there's an it's a fucking alien. There's an interesting thing here. I'm I'm trying not to make points for Aaron. Do but it. Like you could you could establish that like the superpower that this alien has is that it can live without consequences. Yep. And like when you when you apply that to the the senator running for president, that's kind of a, a good point to make. Mm -hmm. Is that like well, you really can get anywhere you want in life if you never have to worry about any consequences whatsoever. It can take a lot of bullets, but it's, like, biggest superpower is it is free of any sort of, like, social pressure that a lot of people would feel yeah. in certain yeah. situations. Much yeah. like fucking sociopathic middle, like, upper-class white dudes. Yeah, right. I was going to, I mean, this is a slightly different layer at it, getting added to that, but, like, the getting <clears throat> fucked to death sequence is, like, maybe another example. Also, just thinking back to it, a shot, uh, well, it is one shot essentially, right? Like it's the getting fucked to death is yeah. like yeah. just yeah. like one the car kind of cre actually literally creaking GTA style, yeah, just like yeah. moving, yeah, yeah. That was also a little bit extra. <laughs> Yo, that T-shirt will be available in the Trilove shop no, coming not. soon. Trilove .com. <laughs> Um When uh, completely different. Um, when uh. Gallagher fires his weapon at Beck just to like show him what it does. Um, at my screening, someone in front of me audibly gasped. This is why I like coming to the movies. That was one thing that no. I pointed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was one thing that I pointed out. Harry was pointing out that like the violence uh, indulged in by the alien, both both aliens, is just fascistic in nature, and that it's fighting violence with violence. And that was the point where I thought I was going to be able to turn to Harry and say, like, aha, gotcha, motherfucker, this is a good movie. Because he pointed the gun at Lieutenant... at uh, Lieutenant like Detective, yeah, Beck. Detective Beck. And I thought, because Beck has, like, a broken arm at that point, And he points it at him, he's like, look what this does. And it, he just shoots him and nothing happens. He says, and I'm like, 
okay, so is he healed? And then and yeah, then Gallagher said, "You Gall- thought that he was going to shoot the alien with a restorative justice ray, that, and like, then imbued the, the oh. alien with like an understanding of the consequences of his actions, empathy, and, and then, then yeah, and then it turns out that it's just like he's like." It doesn't work on human flesh. I can't explode you. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh. And later on, he does use it to explode the alien. Why does it work on brick walls? Maybe what we need to give... He blew yeah, through the wall of the evidence the for a Great time. question. Some understanding. Oh, anyway, uh, it's not It's not a I great movie. I watch the shit out of that. If, like, the end of the no, I, like that a, sucks, though. It's like a, the sorrow sequence where the alien like has to see the faces <laughs> of everybody he's killed, and he's like, no, no. What is the... What is the des- I, there's a lot of uh, like action movies, specifically from like the 80s, that are great action movies, but also have like this this background of like this real social or like political critique that is not like it's not explaining the solution to you. I mean, you brought up earlier that you wish there would have been some greater moral that is like up that is held up by Kyle MacLachlan's character. Well, I, right? I, I specifically think they're going for it in failing. Oh, um, yep. Yeah, I disagree. I. I, there's a lot of uh, action movies from around this time that that really, I would say, maybe satirize is a better word. Satirize different parts of our society without necessarily kind of putting a bandaid on them. They're trying too um, hard to be postmodern, and they're not working. That's exactly what I said about this movie like 20 minutes ago. You didn't say the word postmodern. Yeah, you didn't say postmodern. Exactly. He got postmodern. I can repackage it. You guys don't know what postmodern. <laughs> it means I didn't like it. <laughs> the uh, you guys don't know what postmodernism is t-shirt will be available in the Trilog shop very soon. <laughs> now at bitly.com. So. That would be like really small text on the back. Of is splitting hairs over postmodernism punk? punk? <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. I am ready to call this a wrap. Anybody else? Yeah, that sounds that sounds good. Uh, you the, sound uh, like you've got some more notes, boss I was thinking back... Uh, Again, don't give your money to Jeff Bezos. Please don't, um, if you can help it. But if you must... Uh, Best Je- Jeff... Je- I almost just said Whoa. Beth Jezos. <laughs> That's like a good Beth own, Bezos. actually, yeah. Uh, Jeff Bezos played the alien in this movie. Fun fact. He oh, played wow. all of the aliens. He yes. does kind of look like a slug creature, you know? Yeah. Uh, the hidden Blu-ray is available for fourteen fifty-nine. Cheaper than the Akira Blu-ray. A very good By year. 40 cents. Yeah, that's um, that's If you're nuts. pinching pennies. Uh, actually, that makes sense. It should I, be a lot cheaper. You know, this is maybe a hot take. If you have to own one of those Blu-rays, I would suggest Akira. <laughs> <laughs> is that the hot take? <laughs> That's my hot take. I think that Akira is a better movie that than is... Hidden. <laughs> I'm not going to... You're looking at me like I'm going to disagree with that. Uh, yeah, you were. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, you know. Why not <laughs> both? If you have the expendable income, why not both? Because one of them is a good movie and the other is... Yeah, both good movies. You don't need to see the hidden more than I once. Think, I think the hidden a movie? is a fine film. Yeah. I was gonna give it valor. fun no. and fine. I uh, okay. Well, if we're, I think if we keep talking, it's just gonna be reiterating what we've already said. So, Aaron, I'll let you be the spearhead. The of last that. note here, I gotta go off on a uh, oh, best movie note. of all time. Oh. Man, that's so rude. Uh, uh, I, I I think uh, I think this is a good movie. I feel like I've been defending this for most of the. There, there are spots that don't necessarily work it. as much. I think the the ending. I think it works. Uh, I think my interpretation. I think it works thematically. I think visually, it's kind of lame. What happens at the end? Works just because, like, I don't feel that that Lloyd Gallagher's journey is necessarily earned either way. Like, it 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 rotates on the the sort of fulcrum of his friendship with Thomas Beck, right? I just don't think that friendship is good or like really established. It's kind of not. Is the arc of his character is supposed to be about like, oh, I'm learning to be human. I'm learning to love again. They only really get it. 
they only really get on the same page when the uh, enemy alien begins attacking them physically, like in the jail. Actually, and they don't ever really become. No, he has don't. the line where uh, the the enemy alien is like, uh, "How is it being a human?" And he looks over at uh, at Michael Norrie's character and he says, "Pretty good, actually." Yeah, because he's thinking, "I'm gonna fucking steal that." I'm gonna, yeah, he's got he's got a family that I want to be a part of. I'm gonna he make does, love to your wife. Now your you body. say he's got a hot bod. Do you remember that scene? It's either just before, or just after he's injured, where it's like, "Oh, he's he just shirtless, dude, 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 shirtless in bed." He is capital S, capital I, capital B, shirtless in bed, pensive, satisfied, action star in the eighties. That was pretty good, man. He was just sitting there like he was. It was like exactly Jeff Goldblum in Jurassic Park. One hundred percent. Yeah. Back and he's got like his whole bare chest out. Yeah, man, that's good as hell. This movie is. Not great about its portrayal of minorities. No, it is um, not. It has exactly two black characters I can remember. One of which is a cop who's good at basketball. Yep, and yep, which is the only one that I could remember at the time of when I wrote on Letterbox, which I regret. There was also uh, who's essentially like the filthiest car dealership of all time has a, a black man who's like a bodyguard. He's like yeah. the hired muscle for this. He's just di- the scary black man who's sent there to scare people off the lot. It's just. It's just awful. And again, Man, that's like, bad. like the whole point of that scene is that it, it the alien is subverting the usual like standard of um, social relationships because he can overcome the big black guy and, and, he, and white dude like this this old white dude shouldn't be able to overcome the big scary black guy and like that's what that whole scene yeah. is about. Yes. It fucking sucks. Yep. Yeah. So that's not good. I was going to defend the movie, and now I'm in an awkward spot where we just named a very <laughs> negative aspect right of the movie. Gotta be I do agree with that good negative aspect person. of the movie. Uh, that is all correct. Thanks. Uh, yeah, but, you know, I, I liked it. I think it uh, it's a smarter movie than maybe uh, a lot of people would give credit for. I think it continues on a tradition of I don't have the energy smart. to say no again, so yeah, I won't. Yeah, fine. Uh, it's, uh, it's good. It, there are some bad spots in this movie. It's not perfect, but... I think uh, when it tries to be smart, it fails. Uh, it, and when it tries to be fun, it succeeds. Instead of, uh, like, if you need to watch a movie, instead of watching The Hidden, you could watch uh, The Thing, you could watch The French Connection, you could watch... Enemy? Uh, enemy, uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Hell, the original Blade Runner two for as middling as I think that you is wanna, upon rewatching well, it. Yeah, we haven't I'll done an episode the, on that yeah, yet. I'll but, save it for uh, the Blade Runner. Hey, yeah. yeah. uh, <laughs> that's a great point. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great point. Um, yeah. Okay. Watch well, <clears throat> then that has been. Film. It is fine and it fun. Is, I would Go say it is a fine film. It is fine. Aaron Girls from fine films. I would. I would say sometimes fine. A fine film is any movie fine. from like a 4 out of 10 to an 8 out of 10. And a film. And a fun film. Fine. fine film. This has been our episode fine on film. The Hidden. Thank you very much for listening. My name is Jason. Uh, I'm Cody. And I'm Aaron. Catch us next time. Fine film. Very fun. Fine. fine film. Fine film. Don't do it. I'm going to say it so much that you can't fun. cut it out. It's fine film. Brush my teeth. Fine film. Brush my teeth.